Wristbands. Fans, this is the Debris and Turn 3 Fancast, and we are back to bring you the grandstanding perspectives of two really big fans in a really big city from Brooklyn, New York. My name is Matt. My name is Dan. This is DIT3. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. This is Debris in Turn 3, the NASCAR fan cast. Uh, we also have a fantasy league on NASCAR.com, so make sure you uh, go over and join that. We're going to talk about that today on our show. Uh, we got a great show today. Uh, the Daytona 500 was this Sunday. There was lots of other racing going on uh, in Florida over the weekend. So let's just get into it. Matt, how was your Daytona day? I had a great Daytona day, but first, Dan, I want to extend... A warm welcome to Bushwick. Yeah. Is that where we are? Yes. Oh. I thought this was East Williamsburg. No, 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 no. That's just a fancy name that some fancy realtors thought out. You are in Bushwick. No, but East Williamsburg is a real thing because when you're on the highway, there's the East Williamsburg Industrial Park. They put a sign there? It's been there for a few years now. Okay, so it's been there for a few years now. but yeah, I would say at least 10 years. Ten years? Yeah. Okay. So well, East Williamsburg has been a thing for like ten years. But right now, here we, we're, we're, you might even hear I got the window open behind yeah. us. We <laughs> might hear some cars zooming by. We're in a somewhat industrial uh, area of yeah. the neighborhood. East Williamsburg industrial area. Yeah. So, Dan, welcome to the Bushwick. And uh, we're, we're here at the home studios, uh, not in Dan's apartment today. Uh and this is where I had my Daytona day. I was trying to get a couple of you guys to come over, but couldn't really put anything together. Yeah. I kind of just chilled out. I had my whole setup going. What did you do for your Daytona day? Um, I was out for a little bit on Sunday, but I came home and caught up on DVR. Just kind of like chilled. I was down in Red Hook for a little bit. Uh, went to the winery down there. Lots of stuff to do yeah. over there in Red Hook, the site of the E Grand Prix. Uh, this coming summer, which yeah. I was at last year. Second annual. Yeah. And uh, Sunday was so it was a beautiful day in New York. It was a beautiful day in Daytona Beach. Um, and Daytona Day, man, I, there's been a lot of talk about Daytona Day. Like, is it a thing? I, I kind of think it is a thing. It was like a Super Bowl party for me when I was growing up. I think you were at a couple of them probably. Yeah. When we were, I mean, when it's we were not kids. just a marketing campaign that NASCAR is putting together. You know, it's, you know... It's Daytona. It's the biggest race. It's the first race of the year. It's the biggest race of the year, and it deserves its own day. I think so. And it's kind of like the whole thing that builds up to it. It's the off season. It's the first race. It's the big race. Super Bowl of stock car racing. Yeah. And it's just another excuse to have another great party. So I don't know why anybody would be kind of bashing or playing down uh, what Daytona Day could be. Yeah. Uh, anything else uh, leading up to today's show? You've been into Dan. It's been a kind of a. It's a beautiful day today. Yeah. Today was great. Uh, felt like the city actually like came alive for the first time in a couple of months with that warm weather. Yeah, it kind of hit everybody out of nowhere, having a little sneak peek at the springtime. Yeah. And it's people on bicycles, car windows open, music playing. Yeah. I was blasting some country music while I was driving over here. Uh, but it's not going to last 
temperature is going to drop. I heard real some quick. Uh, foul rain weather is coming in also. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you know, just kind of getting ready for the show. Uh, I I did want to mention I watched that movie Logan Lucky last night while I was uh, yeah I was doing getting some stuff together for the show and I was kind of just oh let me just throw this on in the background something about racing or whatever because like I want to see it. it was on Amazon Prime now yeah and I just got hooked into it I thought it was really entertaining and a yeah. really fun movie and the cameos were great <laughs> yeah I watched it over Christmas it was on demand and like yeah it was a good movie it just was like it was a mix between ocean like the oceans movies and that other movie that came out like last year with jeff bridges and what's his face from star trek oh no i don't <laughs> i can't remember the name of the movie but it was like just one of those like heist movies you know it was, was just, just like, like a heist movie. A fun like uh, fun movie yeah and uh yeah so it was really and then i think brad kozlowski was probably i thought he was the best one he which one he, he, was, the, he was the cop Oh, him and Joey Logano. Joey Logano was the cop. It started with Blaney delivering the cake, which I just thought it was great. Yeah. He's like, "No, ma'am, we just deliver them." Yeah, <laughs> I like forgot that they were in the movie. So like when that part came up, I was like, "Oh, that's Ryan Blaney." And Kate was like, "Who?" And then <laughs> I was just like naming every other driver as they came up in their cameos, and she was like, "How do you know what these guys look like?" It's like um, they're, they're they're athletes. The f- How do you know what the famous Derek Jeter looks like? The sport that we love. That we've been coming <laughs> over to the house to do a show about. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. That's uh, other than that. I mean, I've been hanging out this week and watching all the Speed Weeks coverage and all everything that happened. The, the controversial finish down in Daytona. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, USA men's team is eliminated in the hockey tournament of the Olympics. Yeah. Hey, you still got the women's team. Right, and we're playing a big gold medal game later tonight yeah. uh, against Canada. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just like another grudge match between those two teams. Yeah. The women have been battling it out for, for a while. So we'll, I'll probably be watching that a little later and still catching up on some of this crazy coverage, uh, all the opinions, all the talk about Austin Dillon, the contact with Eric Almarola yeah. in the Daytona 500. And uh, let's get into the winner circle. Yeah, so this is... The Winner Circle. This is a new segment that we got going uh, for this year, and we're just going to go through all the winners from the top series all the way down to the local stuff. Just give those guys props where it's due. Um, so, let yeah, let's start off with the Cup Series. As Matt said, the 60th running of the Daytona 500, Austin Dillon wins in a controversial finish, taking out Eric Almarola uh, on the last lap. This is uh, the three was in victory lane for the first time in 20 years, uh, I think to the day almost or close. Um, And Austin had a lucky penny, just like Dale Sr. used to have in his car. Um, You know, there's a lot going on about this uh, this finish. I think it was just hard racing. It's a Daytona 500 on the last lap going into turn three. You want to win the race. That's it. I think any race car driver would have to seriously ask themselves do I belong behind the wheel of this race car if I, if I was going to lift going into turn three on the last lap of the Daytona 500? Yeah. Eric Almarola is, we'll, we'll see what kind of competitor he is in his good race car this year, but he blocked, he got turned. We'll get more. We have a lot to unpack with the Daytona 500 later in the show. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about Saturday's race. Yeah, because Saturday, that was pretty good yeah, too. Yeah, in the Xfinity series, they went to five overtime attempts. That's crazy. Yeah. And Tyler Riddick wound up uh coming in first place. The margin between first and second place was 0.00, the closest finish 
uh, in NASCAR since electronic scoring started in 1993. It was so close, they couldn't even use the electronic scoring. They had to, they were, we need a photo finish. It yeah. went old school. I heard they were yeah. down in Victory Lane and people were trying to sort out how they were going to do everything. And yeah. the, the officials were like, listen, we don't know who won this race yet. Yeah, just like <laughs> the, the first Daytona 500. Um, Junior Motorsports takes home one and two. Uh, in the truck series, Johnny Sauter Elliot wins. Elliot Sadler, a tough second place yeah. in that, coming off the uh, the tough ending to the yeah. 2017 Xfinity season. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, Johnny Sauter gets the wins in, uh, win in the truck series. Uh, very emotional victory in that 20 run. Uh, crew chief Joe Shear lost his wife uh, unexpectedly at the age of 43. Uh, 35% 35 of that race was run under yellow. They did a lot of wrecking in that race. Yeah, as they always do. I mean, you can expect that from the trucks. You expect that from ARCA. A lot of these younger drivers just getting their first chance ever to run the high banks. Yeah. Daytona. I mean, you kind of got to expect that. Yep. Uh, And then uh, the rest of Speed Weeks down at New Smyrna Speedway, uh, Ryan Priest took home the win in the Richie Evans Memorial 100. Uh, Harrison Burton won in the Super Late Models. Uh, Saturday night, and the winner of the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing, 14-year-old Stephen Nass. Is that how you say it? I think so. Yeah? I haven't heard anybody say his name. I don't know the youngster. Uh, forgive us if we don't know the pronunciation <laughs> of the youngster's name, but he took home the title of the World Series of Asphalt. Uh, Harrison Burton, he won that Saturday night feature event. They were running neck and neck. Him and Ty Majeski had a, quite the battle this week. Uh, as well as Steven Ness, who eventually took home the title. Yep. Uh, there was also some dirt track uh, racing going on at uh, Volusia County well, Speedway. Well, also but... part of Speed Weeks, you can get your dirt track filled down there, Volusia County, with yeah. the dirt car nationals. Yeah. I don't really know the results, uh, what happened, at, but I heard there was some great racing. Uh, my dad was actually there on Friday night, yeah. got a I couple saw, of great yeah. videos. So his Facebook posts. Um, Saturday night, I, I I don't know, but I just want to throw that Saturday yeah. night. Like if you're down there for the races, like this part of Speed Weeks, you gotta go yeah. because Saturday night, the guy who won the, cha- the, cha- the it's coming back to me, now, the guy who won yeah. the championship, forget the fellow's name, he made a charge from like 28th to first in the Saturday night feature. Like oh. people were on their feet. It pra- <laughs> apparently, it was wild. Cool. All right, so that's the winner circle. Uh, let's move on to the Debris and Turn Three Fantasy League. This week at the Debris and Turn 3 Fantasy League at NASCAR.com, taking first place was SP541216. What is this guy, a stormtrooper? <laughs> yeah, FN21807, whatever. He's missing from the Imperial ranks right now. <laughs> he's missing. He's looking how to go to the Daytona 500. It was like Finn walking through that casino. Walking around, look at all these cars. <laughs> They had racing in that in that movie. They did have racing yeah. in the new Star Wars movie. Those were some, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, this uh, I don't know. Some of these guys that we kind of didn't get to just bring everybody over from the old leagues. We yeah. moved from Fox to NASCAR.com playing the fantasy live game right now. So we would try to get everybody over. It wasn't the easiest type of thing to make happen, uh, but we got a nice turnout of everybody on nascar.com yeah, i think we have 17 people right now hey that's a so. you know what you can have a good feature event with that i'm looking forward to the season so the yeah. heat takes home first place he had three drivers in the top five and he had nobody out of the top 20 but didn't uh. score any bonus points so congratulations on winning the daytona 500 uh if, if you could contact us on instagram twitter facebook we want to try to get everybody involved in the league so if you're out there and you're playing 
you know, drop drop the show a line and uh, you know get in touch. Uh, second place, let's go look at the top five. Second place uh, was Vegas Bound. Kenny coming off a good finish last year, starting strong. I don't know who's in third. Rusty seventy dash two. I don't know. Uh, I don't know who that is, but a good third place podium finish, Daytona five hundred. Yeah. And then in fourth place was the Mythos Motorsports team. Congratulations, thanks, dude. I was happy with that fourth place finish. It was if it wasn't for Casey Kane getting caught up in that second stage wreck, I would have had some great picks. I did have Austin Dillon, mm. and I went with the Wood Brothers also. So and I had Bubba on my team. So I had three top five finishers. Nice. Uh, fifth uh, fifth place was your dad. Rounding out the top five. So, Good job, Dad. Yeah, nice shot. <laughs> uh, Dan. Yeah. 13 spot. Yeah. Did not have a good turnout in this race. Was definitely uh, hoping for a better ter- Daytona 500, I'm sure. Yeah, I think three of my five drivers uh, got wrecked. Uh, I had Denny Hamlin, so at least got some points from him. Martin Truex Jr., I think he crashed too was he out he got he got caught of the wreck at the end yeah so basically four of my five starters all (laughs) crashed out who did you pick in the stages because that's Uh, one of the bonuses on the show yeah uh for stage one i had blaney stage two elliott and for the win i had keselowski and ford as the manufacturer blaney came close with a third place in this in the first stage i didn't score any points uh in the bonus section either i had hamlin in the first stage uh, he finished 29th, and then Elliott in the second stage, he finished 33rd. Yeah. And then I had picked Blaney for the win, who, although he led 118 laps more than anybody else. Yeah. He came up short after some contact later in the race. Yeah. Um, did you I, use your garage driver at any point? I did not. Up? Actually, yo, I did use my garage driver. Yeah. I did. In a couple of leagues, in our league... I did switch out Danica Patrick. She was my fifth starter, and I put in Michael McDowell, who had a great run. So oh. the one thing I did, what, didn't care so so much for about the garage driver was that it it didn't take away <clears throat> a start from that driver. Like whoever ended up in that top five part of the roster yeah. got a start taken away. I feel like if you're going to be home and watching the race, and you're going to kind of play with that garage driver, if, if you're committing to use him, you should be committing to start that garage driver also. Right. I just feel like it's kind of levels of playing field because a lot of people are watching the races on DVR and not at home to watch it, and they kind of those those people have a bit of a leg up, yeah, in the league. Um, you can't see anybody else's overall ranking in the league. Also, like right now, I'm ranked ten thousand something or another. I don't know where anybody else is. Yeah, and uh, apart from some criticisms, I think the navigation has been pretty good at this. Uh, pretty, pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, I was playing around with it. Uh, when you go to like the ma- if you go to race results in your league, it brings up uh, you know all your um, dry- all your all your teams in the league, and then you can click through each person and see who they started and like who they chose as a garage and bonus picks and everything. So, uh, you know there is pretty good navigation uh, within this fantasy live thing that they have going on. So. I'm looking. For, I'm looking forward to see what we can do from the season. I know that a, a couple other teams that struggled in week one was the Hardy's Racing Incorporated team, seventh. Uh, sorry, ninth place. Not what they were looking for. And also Chuck, our 2017 champion, six seconds faster, dead last in the yeah. Daytona 500. <laughs> Three DNFs. But you know what? 
that's Daytona. You know, it's it's a gamble. You don't know who's gonna start. You know, who's who's gonna finish and where. But yeah. Uh, so, but Chuck did bounce back. He is our past champion. He is in the Wave Arounders League, and with on the strength of Alex Bowman and Trevor Bain, won the double points uh, event in the Champions League. I was in second. Uh, with the premium motorsports, Michael McDowell and David Reagan, who unfortunately got caught up a little wreck. Yeah, you struggled in that one as well. I did. Uh, who would I, I took Danica and Danica and, and Boyer and Boyer. You yeah, went with a strong driver in the yeah. first race. Didn't really pan out. No, uh, Danica, just typical Danica fashion. It didn't pan out for you in our yeah. little head-to-head <laughs> picks either yeah. this week. <laughs> As as uh, Danica struggled with, with a wreck in the second stage, and then I had re- um, Brendan gone, who wrecked late in the race. It was almost yeah. a bit of a miracle there. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's move on from the debris and turn three fantasy league and NASCAR.com, and then uh, let's talk about the five hundred. Okay, so the Daytona five hundred. The big story here was the the wreck on. Uh, the last lap, uh, Austin Dillon takes out Eric Almarola. I don't know what everyone is so up in arms about because it's the last lap. You're going into turn three. He had a huge run. Almarola blocked him. And Austin Dillon just kept on driving, going into the turn. So that's, you know, that's racing hard. That's Daytona. I don't know what everyone saw. It's hard racing, about. but it's Daytona. He t- turned this guy going 200 miles an hour into turn three. It's the fastest part of the racetrack. Yeah, he, I mean, he turned him, but he, like not deliberately. Like he was just, he, like I said, he had that run. Almarola put the block on him and he just stayed on his bumper. And there was, he just had so much momentum. He did. But Austin Dillon also said when he got out of the car at the interview, it kind of did what he had to do, implying that he did turn him. Yeah. There was just a lot of blocking going on in this race. And I mean, most of it came from the younger drivers. But I mean, Eric's been around for a couple of years now. So. You can't blame him. He just gets to the front at the end of the race, and he is leading the last lap. So of course he's gonna block, and he, you know, he blocked high, he blocked low, and Dylan caught him, and then just drove right through him. Yeah. But I mean, like, really, can you? I, can't lift there. You yeah. can't. It's a Daytona 500. Yeah. Everyone's downplaying, like, oh, it's a fi- it's a plate race. Uh, it doesn't really matter. I, I feel like we're downplaying too much that this is the Daytona 500. Yeah. It's and a great for race. the people that are upset about this finish i think are maybe older fans who were not dale senior fans maybe got people who don't like austin dillon driving in the three i think that has something to do with it austin dillon is a polarizing yeah like he's the grandson of richard childress driving and people have a lot of opinions about him so i think that is the major like one of the major factors you know besides just him running over Almarola. I think there is too. So what do you say about this the blocking that happened during this race? Because the blocking was huge. Yeah. It caused that la- that big wreck at the end of stage one. Yeah. End of stage two. There was a I mean, they were everyone was blocking. Well, they were uh, blocking the whole they were, they were blocking the whole race. Yeah. And I mean, what's it to say? Like when I was watching the race and I was I was going, no, 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 don't wreck, don't wreck, don't wreck. Yeah. Because they saw it coming. There were three wide, four lanes back. Yeah. But this is just like we've been talking about the change in the guard and all these young kids coming into the sport, uh, into the Cup Series. And, I mean, we saw that on the racetrack. A lot of the guys, uh, you know, they are learning how to draft in, you know, at Daytona. Yeah, on the and job this, training. William yeah. Byron making his first Cup start yeah. in the Daytona 500. Like for uh, 
Stenhouse Jr. throwing that block at the end of stage one really wasn't necessary. Uh, I mean, we all know how much the stage points are worth, uh, but that everyone is so close together. I don't think it really matters at that point to throw right. a block like that. You're all going to be within first race of the season. Yeah. Also, you're all, yeah, all going to be within hundredths of a second. You'll get your stage points. It wasn't that big of a deal at that point. Right. So your point swing was just huge. You, you, you were going for a couple of more points, you know, just, you know, ones and twos, Yeah. you know, over a couple of positions over a guy. And now you just threw out a whole day and a chance to win the biggest race. Yeah. Uh, he, in won, the what, he won two, uh, two races at plate tracks, and now he thinks he's like Mr. Oh, that's what David Gilliland said about him during the, the duels because yeah. he was making some wild moves on Thursday, which I was kind of into because he was trying to make things happen. Yeah. And that was the thing. From the drop of the green flag on Sunday, they were trying to make things happen. It was a complete opposite of what everybody was expecting Yeah. after seeing how things turned out this week with the handling, the new ride heights, the skew, all of that. Yeah. Drop of the green flag, which was a great drop of the green flag by Charlize Theron, <laughs> followed by a fantastic command to start the engines by Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. In addition to that, a fantastic job of Peyton Manning by driving the pace car, <laughs> just throwing that in there. Yeah. Uh, so they all did a great job. But right from the very get-go, nobody wanted to, to give up a chance at leading the Daytona 500. Yeah, a lot happened in the beginning of the race. Uh, Denny Hamlin overshot his pit box, uh, then went down a lap. Uh, Kyle Busch uh, had a left rear go down, and what, this is his 15th attempt at the Daytona 500? Turn it into a thing. Yeah. Kind of like Mark Martin. He never won Daytona 500, right? Yeah. Never did. Came very close 2007, last time Kevin Harvick won, kind of turning into a thing with him also. It's been 10 years since he's taken home a ten, uh, Daytona 500 title. Yep. yep. Uh, so then the end of stage two, Another wreck because of blocking. I forget who this this time it was Chase Elliott. He was the main culprit of this, right? Just past halfway, about 19 laps before the end of stage two, with Ryan Blaney leading, Chase Elliott went to make a block on Brad Keselowski. <laughs> they made contact going into turn three and had a very similar wreck to what we saw at the edge of stage one. Yeah, they took out a lot more cars in that wreck than they the first did. one. Uh, several. I, I, that one hurt me for fantasy. I yeah. lost Casey Kane. I had him in a lot of leagues, and I had David Rigg, and, and yeah. so I lost those two guys. I lost a lot of points there, and I had Brad Keselowski for my winner. Yeah. This, I thought he was going to win. I thought, yeah, he took, it was one of the biggest favorites. Yeah, he the was. The nine and the two car were super fast. Yeah. Yeah, that nine had a, I mean, when he went and hit the wall in that, in that oh, wreck, wow. that was a big hit. That was a solid hit. Yeah, and then he went spinning a couple of times. It was pretty violent. Um, yeah, so then, like we said, with another wreck at the end of stage two, and then kind of things kind of like settled down a little bit after that. They yeah, were they running settled. single file for a while. Yeah, they they, they ran a single file there. Blaney takes the stage two victory, and uh, they uh, they continue pretty much through the last part of the race. Uh, they ran that high side, big monster runs, high speeds, and things got were pretty much like that until about ten laps to go. Yeah. Uh, but that was the first time that they had green flag pit stops too, right? Yes. Yeah. So the order got a little jumbled for a little while, and then Blaney wound up cycling back to the lead. He cycled back to the lead, and we 
this whole cycle of green flag pit stops where they didn't show any times on the pit stops. Yeah, like I've, I'm waiting to see how these pit stops are going to work, and they barely even and they, the guys didn't really take tires that much, so you never really got to see. Yeah, right. how that was going to play out, but we'll see that. There's in a lot the of fuel weeks. stops, two tire stops, and things like that, which you know you expect to see at a super speedway. We'll definitely see, uh, you know, a l- little more strategy next week. Uh, but just because they were running single file, though, it didn't mean that it wasn't intense. Like the anxiety was building. Yeah, the tension was building. You knew that they were just kind of logging laps, getting ready for that end because yeah. there's been a lot of carnage up to that point yeah. and you just knew something was going to happen and it kind of got a little bit of I think it got a little bit of a head start when William Byron cut a tire and spun brought out the yellow flag we had a restart with less than 10 to go yeah and that's when things really got got dicey yeah uh so they had a, a wreck with just three to go and Kurt Busch was leading. And I thought, man, this guy was going to take away his second Daytona 500 in a row. Yeah, it looked like that for a while. Because, I mean, I was looking at the field and I'm going, like, who's left in here? I mean, here's Denny Hamlin. But Denny Hamlin, he has no JGR teammates up there with him. Bubba Wallace, he's having a great run. And I'm looking at guys like uh, Matt Benedetto and Brendan Gunn having, like, magical runs. And, you know, I hate to put this on them, but I kind of, even though Blaney and Bush made the contact... You see it at super speedways all the time. Those two guys bogged down that high line. Like, they couldn't oh, yeah. give Blaney the push that he needed. Like, there wasn't that horsepower behind him. Yeah. And that's what I was like. I was like, oh, Denny Hamlin's getting to the front. And <laughs> then going into turn one, they crash, takes about about everybody else, and yeah. sets us up for a green-white checker. Yep. And then we all know what happened after that. Yeah, we all know what happened yeah. after that. What but, hey. A- Bubba Wallace, that second place finish. Let's touch on that real quick. Yeah. Because, um, so the last lap of the race, we talked about it. Dylan uh, spins Almarola. He's in the fence in turn three. They come to the checkered flag. The place is going nuts. Checkered flag's in the air. 20th anniversary of the 1998 Daytona 500. The three is back. Lucky Penny and all. Like magic. And then behind it, Comes Bubba Wallace door to door with Denny Hamlin and takes second place with three in the 43, one and two. I mean, like, yeah. it, was, it was, I don't know how NASCAR fans don't recognize how this was like a phenomenal race. Yeah. I mean, for for everything that's going on with Bubba Wallace and his storyline and getting to drive the 43, um, you know, he wanted that second, you know, he didn't want to finish third in Daytona 500. He had a chance to, to get second place. And, you know, he went hard after it. Him and Denny Hamlin are banging doors, and, you know, Denny apparently cut a tire and just kind of drifted up, but I don't know how true that is. Just like he got pushed into Chase Elliott last year at Martinsville. I mean, yeah. come on, Denny. I mean, yeah. if you, you can't be keep telling us stories. I mean, we're watching the race, too. And then yeah. he comments saying how he was hit out of nowhere. <laughs> and I was saying to myself, how is getting a door on you in the trioval, coming to the stripe, the Daytona 500 on the last lap, getting hit out of nowhere. I yeah. would be expecting <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, he's just such a crybaby. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm so into Bubba Wallace. Like, I want to I wanna get some Bubba's merch, but I was looking on NASCAR.com. Not There's a lot of really, stuff. Yeah, he doesn't have that much. He's got to step up his merch game. I'd look, too, because yeah. I was like, I'd definitely I want a go for like a 43 or hat or something. Yeah. You know? 
Um, I'm in the Bubba Wiles camp right now. The guy needs some support. The Petty Motorsports needs some support. It'd be great to see uh, that machine uh, do well. Yeah. Uh, celebration in Victory Lane. The dab and the slide through the grass. All yeah. I could think of was Chubbs from Happy yeah. Gilmore. <laughs> Happy riding a bull. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, with that slide, man, come on. Yeah. The slide is stupid. The dab, <laughs> I mean, that's over. You know, that, that was like two years ago. You know? Yeah. yeah. No one does it anymore. No. But, you know, Austin he's Dillon like. does after the Daytona 500. Yeah, because like. he's the new, the, the flashy driver in the series, I guess. Now, I, I guess he's ditched the cowboy hat and now he wears. Uh, plaid suits. Some suit for that Jimmy Fallon appearance. I didn't watch it. You didn't? I didn't no. either. I was going to actually go down to the stock exchange. I wanted to see <laughs> if I'd run into to him, but uh, yeah. I had a meeting yesterday and I wasn't able to do that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no matter how way, though, you, no matter how which way you look at it, yeah. it was a thrillingly entertaining race. Yeah. I thought this was a great Daytona 500. You may be upset with the outcome, the contact, uh, the fact that some guys wrecked, the plate racing, all that. Uh, there's so many things that you can get into talking about racing at Daytona. Uh, but uh, if your favorite driver wrecked, I mean, it's a shame. But some of these guys made mistakes. Yeah. Uh, they wrecked. It was kind of like their own fault. I don't really blame the package. It was entertaining. And Dylan, uh, Austin Dillon is the Daytona 500 champion. Yeah. 2018. He'll have his car in the Daytona experience for the next year. I'm sure a lot of people are going to go there and see that number three. Uh, one person who uh, you won't see around the racetrack anymore is Danica Patrick. Yep. Uh, the first half of the Danica double is complete. She kind of, like I said, finished her NASCAR career in typical Danica fashion. Um, but we'll get to see her again in the Indy 500. Yeah. Uh, in the Indy 500, which is, I mean, I'm hoping that she has a great race there. There's always a lot of people coming out, great stories. Uh, but, man, for not being in an Indy car for a long time, just seems like a real dangerous race to just hop into. Yeah. Um, I was well, I was listening to Door Pumper Clear, and they were talking about, about this a little bit. But you know what? I think this Danica double sums up her career perfectly. Like, she was in, the, in Indy car for a few years, came over to, to NASCAR, She's running the two biggest races in each series. So, you know, I, I give it to her, you know, to go out there and try to win the Indy 500. I hope that... Me too. And it would be an incredible story if she did win. And I will be pulling for her um, at the 500. Yeah. Uh, I just hope that she tries a better strategy for that race than the Daytona 500. Because honestly, if you're not racing for points... You're just going for the win. You know what can happen at plate racing. What on earth was she doing running the high groove just past halfway to get caught up in that big one? Just yeah. sit back. I know it's not going to be exciting, but what's going to be more exciting to your fans and, and everybody watching on TV at home is you making a run for it at the end of the race. And her car was strong in the draft. She could have mixed it up with those guys at the end of the race. Yeah, but... Like I said, that's how she drives. She was always stuck in the back of the pack there, and just how it goes. That's how it goes. Um, another uh, looking back at the race, you know, a little post-race coverage. Seven-time champ Jimmy Johnson. What a terrible speed weeks. Yeah, three wrecked cars. It was funny. I was I'm watching him do the interview after the wreck, and you know, of course he's 
blaming everyone for blocking and blah, blah, blah. But he, uh, you know, he's talking about his car. He calls it the Camaro LS1. Oh, it's yeah. the, it's not it's what it's called. ZL1. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure he got a call from Chevy. Yeah. Somebody, oh, come on, Jimmy, you're our biggest guy. <laughs> Um, oh, so other big post-race news that came out about Danica was she kind of slipped up her Indy 500 news. Oh, and we did? almost slipped up by not mentioning it. Yeah. She, in her press conference, kind of slipped and said that she's going to be racing for Ed Carpenter Racing. Oh, They turned the 500. Yeah. She kind of dropped Indy the Indy 500. Indy 500. Thanks. A lot of slip-ups right. to this last little part here. Yeah. Um, that pretty much does it for the Daytona 500 and... Yeah. I mean, just honorable mentions, man, to a lot of drivers that got up there and mixed it up in this race. Michael McDowell, uh, Brendan Gunn, Matt DiBenedetto, um, Justin Marks, uh, that guy Mark Thompson, like 60-something mm. years old, uh, yeah. uh, did nothing at that race at uh, <laughs> Talladega that I was at, <laughs> uh, but you know, had like a top 20 or something in this race. Just like a lot of people... Get, had a lot of opportunities because a lot of these top guys with the blocking and the wrecking just found themselves behind the wall. Yep. Um, in some other racing news, um, the Modifieds, some news came out today that they're going to be introducing live pit stops in some of their races this year. No way, really. So at uh, New Hampshire Motor Speedway, Oswego, I guess some of the bigger tracks that have an actual pit lane, they're going to try and do these live pit stops which i don't really think is great for the series because if you ever seen guys do a pit stop on a modified <laughs> it's that pretty no i think a cup team could do like five pit stops in the time it takes to do one on a modified well i've seen some of these modified teams go out and try to change tires and granted a lot of times it's to like a halftime break or something where they're not losing positions so yeah. it's really more about uh, servicing the car safely rather than swiftly. Yeah. And I, but I've seen like one guy come out and jack up the car and change <laughs> one tire himself and then go change another tire himself. So I don't really see, you know, in a series of you know trying to gain some momentum, how like you know putting this on these teams is a good thing. I would imagine that you know they have to find the permanent personnel and stuff too. Yeah, because I, I was reading an article today. Uh, I guess whoever the president of whoever runs the the modified tour was saying that the fans were really asking for this. So it just doesn't make sense to me because the the modifieds this tour has gotten so much money pumped into it. These these drivers show up with cup car cup style haulers, you know, for their cars. Um, and then if they're going to introduce live pit stops, how long is it going to be until, you know, they're trying to get, you know, top athletes to try and, right. you know, do these pit stops in 15 seconds or so, you know? It's yeah, it's a it's a regional, well, you know, the East Coast now, East Coast Regional Series. And, yeah. uh, I, well, listen, like everything else, I'll just wait and see and ha see how it goes and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe it's going to bring a whole new flavor to the racing at New Hampshire, but like I said, it's not going to be at every racetrack. So no. I just don't really, I don't know how on board I am with how this is going to work. Yeah. Uh, that pretty much, Oh, I'm actually just, I'm seeing uh, just right now. I'm looking at Instagram. I see Cole Custer. will be make his debut. Oh yeah. In I Las saw that. Vegas. So that should be pretty cool. Yeah. Hard charging youngster. Xfinity series. Yep. Uh, so I've noticed uh, the F1 cars, they released uh, or they released their new car for 2018. 
Yeah, I guess um, in some other racing news uh, outside of NASCAR world, uh, yeah, they had their launch there. It's pretty, uh, the Daytona 500 kind of gets things going with the racing season. Um, we did have the Daytona 500 also kind of wraps up racing at Daytona for the winter because we did have the 24 hours yep. in January. Uh, but yeah, F1 just launched, not all the teams, uh, when they told their launch, they showed like with their, your new liveries and stuff like that. And some of them look cool. The Haas car looks great. The yeah. Red Bull car, I think looks great. The, uh, the halo thing that they got going on, it's, it's going to be interesting feature. I want to see how that plays into not only the aerodynamics, but just the driver's view. Like I want to see a cockpit view because that, that thing comes down right in the center of their. Just like true. Gym, I'm yeah. curious to see how the onboards are going to look with the halo there. And just you know, think about how some of the NASCAR fans comment on social media. Just think about how some of the F1 fans are commenting right now yeah. about this halo. This is a major shift yeah. in aesthetics and safety for the way you know some of these fans view these cards. So, so I guess it could, you know change could be a tough pill for some other fans to swallow. I think if this is what's going to keep some of these guys, you know. Uh, safe from head injuries and i think it's worth trying out yeah um i'm excited to see you know not racing uh it's not done in florida because imsa will be there next month in the sebring and i saw yeah. that there was a test there i don't i didn't really catch up on who was fast there but um indie cars man is just waiting for the season to start danica yeah. is still dominating the news at that series yeah with her double yeah, I think most of the other series kind of pick up back again, like ARCA ran at Daytona, but they'll pick it up in uh, March or April. Same thing with uh, the other touring series, k and Modifieds, yeah. um, IndyCar, IMSA, all that'll start. As well as month. one of my favorites, the MotoGP series, getting yep. ready to get going as well. So that, yep. yeah, racing season yep. is uh, getting off uh, on the right foot with a thrilling Daytona <laughs> 500. But, uh, Dan, you want to look ahead at Atlanta? Yeah, let's do it. So this weekend, uh, NASCAR is at Atlanta Motor Speedway uh, as a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, first up is the Xfinity Series at uh, 2 p.m., and then the trucks are at 4.30. Both are on FS1, so interesting that Xfinity is running before trucks, but whatever. Um, and then Sunday, uh, you got the cup race, uh, qualifying is at, do we know what time qualifying is? Because you need to get your picks in on fantasy to, to get that bonus point. Yeah. They, uh, teams unload on Friday, get some practice sessions and finish Friday's events with monster energy cup series qualifying at 5 PM. That's going to be on FS one, but that's 10 bonus points. So you want to make sure you have at least you can still edit your roster up until race time, uh, but you want to get at least your pole sitter in by then because you want you know maybe get then ten bonus points. Yep. <clears throat> and like I said, the the cup race is at two p.m. on Fox. I dig this double header thing. I think it's great. Yeah. And it's a packed day of racing. I mean, you're gonna go there. The racing kicks off at I think nine o'clock uh, with the Xfinity qualifying, uh, truck qualifying. There's uh monster energy cup practice uh so saturday is a, a big ticket if you're yeah. down in, in atlanta yeah so should we put our picks in for our head-to-head yeah man all right 500 miles around the rough georgia pavement atlanta motor speedway 
could possibly be the last time it's run before it's repaved. Who knows? Who they knows? haven't announced it, so I don't know. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So, like I said, I took Danica last week. Did not work out well for me. So, uh, you're one to know so far. Okay. Um, I'm going to let you pick first. So let's okay. see who came on the shorter side the week before could pick. Okay. We'll do it that way. Um, that's be like the, your home field advantage for like winning. I get to see who you picked and yeah. then I can, uh, I'll, I'll pick somebody. Um, I think this week, or maybe we flip it because then like the, you'd always have like a leg up. Like, yeah. so maybe I should pick first. So then you, you sure, can kind of yeah, like take after pick that. So I'll yeah, pick, first. pick first. Uh, so around the rough Georgia pavement, you know what? He needs a bounce back race. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott. Okay. A big driver, you know. I was, I was thinking about going slow, but I'm going to go with him right off the bat. I think for this week, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. Ooh, I was thinking about him. He's good around around Atlanta. Yeah. So what do you do? Uh, you're going to have to make your other picks. Anything that you do special, Dan, when it comes to making your fantasy picks? Uh, mostly, I just go back and look at who are like past winners in that particular race. Um, and then just kind of base my picks off of that. Um, kind of just go with my gut, you know, a lot of, a lot of gut instinct on it. Yeah. I do too. Same thing. I like to look at past winners. I like to look at, uh, there's a couple of websites I like to look at. If you guys haven't checked out the driver averages page and also the racing reference.info page, uh, I've posted it up on some of the message boards and things like that in the past. Uh, I'll continue to do so. And also MRN has a little fantasy uh, help sheet type of thing. There was some stats, some guys done stuff like that. Just uh, you, you look to see what guys have done at Atlanta in the past and maybe some teams and things like that. And who knows, maybe you come home in first place uh, this weekend. Yep. So um, I think that's a good amount spot to leave it off. I think so. You've been listening to Debris in Turn 3 FanCast. Make sure you get your picks in for the Fantasy League. If you're not already in it, make sure you go ahead and join. Um, NASCAR.com Fantasy Live. Yep. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then uh, make sure to rate and review us. And I think that's it. Drop us a line. Get in touch. Yeah. Be part of the Debris in Turn 3 fan community. Uh, we'll be coming back to you next week. After Atlanta, we'll recap everything from the Folds of Honor 500, everything in the Debris and Turn 3 Fantasy League. So until next time, I'm Matt. I'm Dan. Bye. Later.